Magical Messi finally wins the World Cup fairy tale with Argentina. Is he now the undisputed GOAT? Roll that intro. So first things first, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're not already, make sure to hit that subscribe button for regular football content. Boys, we've got to kick off with some congratulations in order. Obviously, for those of you who watched the podcast pre-tournament, I predicted Brazil as the winners. You two were firmly saying, no, it's going to be Argentina. The fairy tale is going to happen. And you both successfully picked Argentina. I hope you had a bet on, but congrats to you both. Shout out there. Um, Jamie, we'll come to you first. Give us your thoughts on the game and, and what many are regarding as, as the greatest World Cup final of all time. Right, I want to start off um, just with, of course, I didn't bet on this World Cup for the winner. <laughs> of course, when I actually predict the winner, I didn't put a bet on for this one. I think it's probably the first one in the past two, two tournaments, two or three tournaments. I haven't, stupidly. And of course, I'd win on that one but oh well <laughs> predicting it while on camera is quite a nice ego boost but in terms of the game I think Argentina overall deserved to win for well let's say 80, 80 plus minutes of the 90 really France offered pretty much nothing which is was just a bit of a surprise I didn't think France had been you know absolutely outstanding in the tournament like against England and even against Morocco but I expected quite a bit more from them and it seemed their tactics just wasn't actually working and then it turned into let's put everyone up let's put every striker we have on and go for it and it comes down it comes down to poor defending from Otamendi gives them a goal the penalty and then what was it 90 seconds later, if that? Get back to the 2-2. It was incredible, to be honest. Um, you've got to give a big shout-out to Mbappe. Scoring a hat-trick. I know it's not... In, it's not... It's including extra time, but it all counts. Being the second person only to do it in the final, I get sort of... The only other person was... Uh, was it Jeff Hurst for England? So it was quite a big quite a big achievement but then to be on the losing side it's got to be heartbreak for him but the main man shows up and Messi does it I just want to also add to my slight ego boost I did also say he'd win the golden ball so I'm going to go with two two predictions right out from that Reese, as a fellow picking picking the right team how did you make of it yeah I mean it's Again, it's definitely an ego boost for Argentina to win. I wasn't going to mention it, but I am three for three at the last of the major international tournaments predicting the winner. So I'm very proud of myself. I think I said Mbappe for the golden, the golden boot. I can't remember, but either way, I, I'm happy. You're right. I think Argentina deserved to win um, over the course of that game. I think they show a resilience that when the tide's probably turning against them, they can grind it out. Brazil can't do it. You know, England can't do it. Other top teams can't. You know, they did. We thought it was going to be a similar slight situation with the Netherlands, 2 0 up and cruising, all of a sudden 2 2 out of nowhere. But they come through it yet again. That's how good they are. 
um, fully deserved, you know, got a great team all the way through. A lot of people don't rate the Argentinian team, but they know how to get it done. Just because they don't win 4-0 does not mean they're a bad team. You know, they're a 1-0 sort of team, or in this case, uh, you know, sort of three, you know, 3-3, three, three, win on penalties sort of team. But it was a great result, and yeah, overall, they, they dominated it, and they've got their third World Cup. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I mean, imagine imagine not liking football. What what a, what a final, three all penalties back and forth, um, and two you know world class players just standing out you know in their prime. And, and again, Mbappe. I mean, imagine you know he'd have been going to bed last night dreaming of uh, imagine scoring a World Cup hat trick, World Cup final hat trick, and and he's gone and done it, and then he loses. It's sickening blow for for him and France but you know Argentina aside you've got to give France credit first and foremost um, some people saying oh they had an easy run easy that but fundamentally they're the reigning world champions they've got to a final and despite despite playing their worst game of the tournament they still end up in a coin flip penalties at the end so that that shows you know we, we covered it briefly before about England just maybe lacking that little edge. France have got that edge in abundance and, and they'll be in the mix for years. Um, but yeah, I mean, huge, <laughs> as you guys have said, shout out to you for picking it and, and shout out to Messi, Argentina. I, I thought, being honest, and I guess the best players in the world make you do this. They make <laughs> make you eat your words. But before the tournament, I sort of controversially said it, said it worked. I said, look, I don't, I, Messi's finished. Is he past his best? And he couldn't have proved me more wrong. Um, you know, a lot of penalties, but that his displays, his, his assists, just everything about him has been sensational. Um, and let's be fair, you know, part of my reason for picking Brazil was that I don't believe in the fairy tales. You know, football is very often not a fairy tale. Um, but yeah, apparently, in the words of Gabrielle, dreams do come true. Um, and Messi, yeah, Messi, just retire now. Just, just retire from Argentina. You cannot get better than winning the World Cup. Um, credit, credit to them. I guess at this point, for recency bias, is he the greatest of all time? It's going to be a hard argument back and against him at the minute. Um, Jamie, come to you first. Mate, we'll have a detailed debate at some point, but right now, is he the greatest of all time? Yes. Yeah, I think... Obviously, the ones that you compare to are Ronaldo, Pele, Maradona. I think football evolves and football gets better, like the whole standard of quality. It may not for like one year or the one year here, but like overall, as decades go on, the standard is just improving, improving. And that's why I think it adds to it. Him now completing all the major trophies. The only one he doesn't have, which I don't think he's going to care about, is Europa. Really, so I think doing that just goes cements it even more. I think he, I still believed he was before, but this just sort of adds to that level of what Maradona and Pele had done winning the World Cup. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree with Jamie. I was very much in uh, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo's camp um, for many years. Again, we'll have a debate on this in due course, but. As time's gone on, I've sort of slowly shifted to Messi just by the way he's been performing, you know. And I did think that whoever won, if either of those was to win this World Cup, it would cement their position as a GOAT. 
Um, you know, it's not just even winning the trophies, you know, Messi's stats, the goals he scores. I think he's 98 goals in 172 games for Argentina. You know, it's, he's breaking all the records. I can see why people still believe Maradona is the all-time GOAT and he probably paved the way for people like Messi. But Messi's won it all. As far as I'm concerned, you know, you don't, you know, that the backup left back doesn't go and win it all, do they? You know, it's it's him. He's he delivers them to that show. Whenever they need someone, he's he pulls them out of the hat and he's just been superb and he's still at the top of his game. And you know, I know a lot of questions are over Ronaldo at the moment, but he's he's just driven it out. And I think yes, it's gotta to go to Messi. But Jamie is absolutely right. There is he hasn't won the Europa League yet to complete the set, whereas three players have. And I will say this now. Juan Mata, Pedro, and Fernando Torres. So maybe they deserve a mention for the players that are the greatest of all time. You know, that's up to debate as well. Well, while, while we're talking about Europa, I mean, we might be in it next year with a 100% win record. So Messi, if you do fancy winning Europa, the door the door's open at Stamford Bridge. Um, no, look, I, I agree. And obviously, look, now, now's probably not the best time to have a serious, you know, Messi v Ronaldo debate because obviously recency bias... You just can't make a case for Ronaldo. But, you know, what Messi's done is to go out in such a way internationally. And and for me, it's not just about the goals. It's not just about the fact they've won it. But whenever they score a goal, whenever they win a penalty shootout, who do the whole team turn and run to? Messi. Um, and, and look, I know, I know that's, you know, you could say maybe that's not a strong factor, but it is a team sport at the end of the day. And that the impact he has on other players around him you know, one of my sort of criticisms of, of Argentina, why I didn't believe they were good enough to win it pre-tournament, but because of those players, I, I didn't think the squad, you know, defensively in midfield was good enough. But a player like Messi has that ability to make other players better and to motivate them and get 10 out of 10s out of, you know, players who aren't considered world-class. Um, so for me right now, we'll have to settle on Messi, but maybe we'll, we'll save when the... When the when the dust has settled, we'll uh, we'll save that debate for another day. Um, in uh, just building on that, just building on that, George. Actually, um, I think it's worth mentioning that you're right that that Messi does seem to bring out the best of his team. But you know, let's not let's not put down a lot of those Argentinian players. You know, Enzo Rodriguez was superb. Uh, Martinez in goal was very very good throughout the tournament. You've also got, of course. Um, Angel Di Maria, you know, he's 36, 37, he's still absolutely balling. You know, the these are some great players who, yes, if Messi wasn't there, they probably wouldn't have delivered it, but you know, they, they deserve credit as well. I mean, that the whole squad has been has been top draw. We could argue there were probably some bang average players in there. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Sort of what well, I just wanted to go with also your point, Jordan, about the team wanting him to win it and going to him after. We had quotes before the tournaments. So I think Martinez was one of them who just come out and said, I would die for him to win the World Cup kind of thing. And there was various other ones. I saw I saw about six or seven of them from different players. And it was all under, we want to win this for Argentina, but also we're playing for Messi kind of thing. It's all, they want to do it for him. And I think that hunger did show. I think Argentina did show it throughout the whole tournament. Well, apart from the first game, which is, Funnily enough, the only game they've lost in 42 against Saudi Arabia of all teams. But you sh- it showed in games like the Netherlands game. That was a big, massive battle. And 
I do see other teams in the tournament. England probably were going to be one of them as well. We may not have got through that in just not having that battle instinct that the Argentinian team did. I think France probably didn't have quite as much as that battle. I know they came back in this game, but I don't think they had quite the... It's more, I don't know, it's like the ruthlessness. You saw like the penalty shootout, Martinez grabbing the ball, throwing it away. It's the dark arts of football. And it's something that I think this Argentinian team had with the likes of Otamendi and Romero at the back, who throughout the game, just in the France game, I was saying, why are you making a tackle like that when you're 2-0 up, that an inch wrong or something like that, you could probably get sent off. And it was just sort of, it has to go your way because on other days, they, they, that inch goes wrong, mm. they get sent off and then they go and lose. But it seemed to work and the the stars seemed to align for Messi getting his World Cup and finishing off, finishing off his trophy cabinet massively. Obviously, he'll get another um, French top league trophy by the end of the season, at least. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I know we are going to move on quickly, but I think that was the difference in the final. And it's a difference in a lot of finals. There seems to be one team that has that hunger, but has that faith that they're going to win it. Whereas there's another team, I think they're happy to be there. They probably didn't expect to be there. And they've got more hope that they're going to win it. And there's a difference between faith and hope. And you see that quite a lot in finals. And I think Argentina had had the faith that they were going to win it. And just just before we move on to sort of analysing the, the awards, we've got to talk about France. Because, as we said, world champions, world-class players, arguably a better squad all round than Argentina. They didn't have a single shot in the biggest game, arguably, of their lives, you know, barring the other World Cup final, until they won a penalty in the 80th minute. Now, that is absolutely absurd. Now, obviously, there was a few talks of the virus. Why why on earth was that? Can that even be explained? I think it was tactics to be honest I think they were happy to let Argentina have the ball and they thought they could go and counter them and down sort of with the pace of Mbappe the pace of Dembele and the goal scoring form that Giroud has been in so I thought they felt comfortable that they were always going to get chances and they've got the quality to score them but I thought they gave them a bit bit too much of the ball but that being said tactics or not in the first I think first before the first goal, France gave the ball away under for no real reason. There was just stray passes left, right, and centre, and then you're giving it to Messi to run at you. Like, don't you can't give players like that chances. Like, and that's what I think France kept doing. So when they went, when it was the penalty, it was coming though. It seemed like it was coming, and then the second goal, Argentina scored. It was still like, still building on from that, and. By the way, that goal was just great. Every sort of pass was perfect for the finish for Di Maria. It's, but it was, I think France were giving up a bit too much where you saw the difference once they scored the goal. The belief they had, the attack, the way they were like, right, we're attacking now. I don't see why it's taken a, I think, poor defending from Otamendi penalty to get you into that mood because if you can't get up for a World Cup final, what really can you get up for? Right, it, it is the biggest game 
of your career. I know you said sort of four years ago, but some of the squad weren't there. So it's it's an odd one. Yeah, I'd agree with Jamie. I think I think like I mentioned just just sort of a couple of minutes ago though, the mentality side of thing comes into it. France probably didn't expect to get to the final. I think they were hoping to do well, probably not get there. And immediately I think that makes you want to play. Okay, let's try not to lose. You know, so they let them have the ball and let's get whereas if you look at them in 2018, they went there to win. They didn't give, you know, they didn't let Croatia have the ball. They just went for it. So that was the difference there as well. When the mentality sinks in, you're already fighting up against it because if you start to doubt you're not going to win, you're probably not going to win. I think that's true actually looking at it from, from that tactical perspective, you know, letting other teams play, knowing that they've got the quality. Because looking back now in, in retrospect, obviously against, uh, you know, in the England game, we said, you know, England controlled the ball, controlled the game. But France had those moments of brilliance against Morocco. There was a 30-minute window where France almost were like happy to just let Morocco have all the ball, which considering the team is, is absolutely crazy. Um, and I think until, you know, it, it could have been so different if they didn't get their pen because we'd be sitting here analysing one of the worst World Cup finals of, of all time in terms of performance. Um, yeah, it's a strange one because suddenly they get a penalty and they're like, oh, we'll actually start running, we'll actually start passing. And suddenly it was a different game. Um, and again, we've, we've said it already, Mbappe, that that second goal, that volley, just absolutely insane to do it under pressure. And he really is, you know, the star. I mean, two World Cup finals, it, it, not, he's not even 24. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, and whether Messi hangs up his boots or not, I think we're looking at potentially the the future Messi, if you if you like. Um. But yeah, I mean, let's. Well, sorry, go on, Jay. One more point. I was going to say, like, just the, the second goal that Mbappe scored. I'll tell you now, most people wouldn't have tried to shoot because he actually had space to control it, go forward and shoot. So that's sort of like he, he's got the belief. Obviously, he's got the belief, like, you know, he's you see he's got the quality, but to do it on the state on the biggest stage shows how much he. It's sort of like obviously you've said it, like people have said it before. He wasn't at the tournament, but it's the sort of you've got Ronaldo Messi, then they're trying to bring up Mbappe Haaland. That's the kind of Mbappe will be at the top of the game. Absolutely no question about it. Whether he stays at PSG, whether he moves to Real Madrid, maybe if he goes somewhere else, he will always be one of the best players in the world for for quite some time. So it could be the next 10, 10 so years. And it's got absolute quality on it. Agreed. And let's let let's move on to the, the four main awards. So we've obviously got Golden Ball, Young Player, Golden Glove, Golden Boot, the main four. We'll go through each one and we'll say, is it deserved or is there someone else you think maybe should have won it? Reese, we'll come to you first. We'll start with the obvious, the, the easy one. Golden Boot, obviously a bit harder to dispute because it is literally just goals. Mbappe... <laughs> Was he deserving? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. more. I mean, the boys' class. You wonder who's going to take after over after Messi and Ronaldo. Well, he's certainly one of the two, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think there's even worth going round. <laughs> no point. Like Patrick only, in a World Cup final at 23. The only person who came close really was Messi, <laughs> and then yeah. that yeah. says, says it all kind of thing. He was one goal difference. I think he might have had one more assist than him. It was kind of I got the I think they got the joint amount of goals involvement in the tournament, which 
just shows how good both of them were. And I said, you can't really dispute it. <laughs> All right. So let's do one, I guess, similar, similar light, but golden balls, obviously a bit easier to debate. There's a lot more criteria that goes into it. Messi obviously completed the fairy tale. He was given the golden ball. Do you guys think that was right? And do you think there was anyone else who could have got it instead? I mean, like I said before the start of the tournament, this goes to, there's some hype behind it. It's not just the best player of the tournament. In my opinion, he was, it, it's, it was him or Mbappe, really. Let's be honest. It was one of them two are going to win it. And I think Mbappe getting the golden boot made it just easy. Messi gets the golden ball. If it was vice versa, you could have switched it round. And I don't think really many people would have blinked an eye. But I still think the way the hype was going around, Messi getting into the final, he was going to win it. Unless it, Messi scored no goals and Mbappe scored three in normal time. I think that was the only sort of way he wasn't going to win it. I think there's just a bit too much sort of I guess, politics behind it. And that's kind of where I picked Messi at the start, just for that reason. And who else outside of that? Obviously, it's easy to say Messi was deserving. Who outside of that would you have said who really stood out for you in the tournament? It's difficult. Like, um, there's, yeah, I can't really think of anyone who's sort of like a standout figure for it, really. Unfortunately, like, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. You could pick some of the Morocco guys due to the fact that they weren't expected to get anywhere near that. They weren't expected to get out of the group, let alone coming fourth. Um, but really, when you come down to it, and I meant, might mention politics, but it was it was Messi or Mbappe. Both of them were superb throughout the tournament and sort of didn't win games by themselves, but they made it. They made it. It was they were the main men. And I don't think that you could have really argued for anyone else to be involved in it. Reese, what about yourself? Yeah, I'd say the same. I think I think it's very it's cruel the wrong word to give to the runner up the golden ball. I know that not always the winner is is the golden ball worthy, but I think it would have been a bit of a slap in the face to Mbappe to give him the boot and the ball, you know, and be like, well, you still lost, you know, you would have traded that in for the World Cup. It had to go to Messi. There's a big nostalgia, not like a nostalgia, but there's that feeling about it. You know, this is his last chance. It all fell for him and, you know, he deserves it. And I think he's the first player to ever win two golden balls, yep. I think. So very, very impressive. Deserves it. And anyone else that stood out for you? Again, I think the gap between him and Mbappe was so large. I think Hakimi was superb, actually, from Morocco. I know he's a good player anyway, but he was world class. But if you look at some of the other players, other teams, they just didn't do enough, did they? You know, you can't really say Ronaldo did enough to justify anything. Uh, you can't say Kane, especially not Kane, you know. Well, Bellingham would have been our star player. Probably been, but again, the gap between him and Mbappe oh, was yeah, so I, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. Croatia, you know, you probably can't even say Modric because they're just, it was just such a wide gap. So, other than Hakimi with his efforts for Morocco, I Livakovic maybe, but you can't, you don't really give it to a goalkeeper, do you? So I can't 
I, that's all I can say. I can't, I can't, the gap is just too wide between them two. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think. Thank you very much, George. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and try and argue against Messi. Like, as you said, the golden ball normally does go to those popular players anyway. Um, very rarely do you see it go to a sort of surprise candidate. For me, some of the shout outs, the, the, the best players of the tournament, um, Griezmann, I think, went massively under the radar for France. Um, again, we talk about PR, we talk about hype, you know, Mbappe scores the goals and he's the star man, if you like. So he gets every every ounce of credit. But Griezmann, in terms of stats before the final, created the most chances of any player in the tournament. He's in a new role, um, had to adapt, was very good defensively, was very good on, on the counter, crossed the ball as well. Obviously, the goal, Drew's goal against England, great assist from Griezmann. So for me, I feel like if France had won it, he might have been in a shout um, joint with Mbappe. Um, bit of a bit of another round, well, slight one, Modric for Croatia, absolutely timeless. Um, a, a stat with him, so that. 50% of the World Cups they've been in, they've come either second or third. Random stat, but a lot of that credit has to go down to Modric. And if it, it looks as though it's going to be his last World Cup, so shout out to him for being sensational. Um, finally, one that, again, another player for the winners in the end, who, in my opinion, completely under the radar, uh, was Depoy midfield. So no one's going to be talking about him. No one probably knew him before the tournament. They will now. Absolutely solid in that centre midfield, attacking, defending, interceptions, absolutely everything. Um, and again, he was never going to win any awards because Messi, you got Messi and all the rest. But he, for me, was absolutely outstanding. Um, to credit to DePaul. So moving on to, well, Jamie, you mentioned Bellingham. So let's do the young player. Obviously, it went to Enzo Fernandez, highly rated. Any disagreements or any other players that stood out and, and were in contention? He, like he was definitely up there. Bellingham was also up there in the tournament. Um, try to think if you've got any names, throw them at me. By the way, um, try to think. But I think Bellingham. To be fair, I was going to say Bellingham was. I think if England had got to the final. Bellingham probably would have been in that shout as well. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I think he he had a great tournament. Probably England's overall best player, I'd say. Um, Enzo Fernandez looked fantastic throughout the tournament. To be fair to him, he's someone who I've seen sort of like half links with City, and it's all coming through this tournament. He's obviously at Benfica at the moment. Twenty one. Like he's looking great. Um, another one to be fair, I know he's a city player, but Alvarez had a very good tournament. He wasn't meant to be starting the games and he got his chance when Martinez wasn't firing and he kept his place and it showed all the way to the final. And he was just, I think he came in joint third for the gold golden boot, a joint with Giroud on four goals, and he was someone who was sort of a bit of a menace, to be honest. He was just running at defenders, pressing them constantly. And people were sort of tweeting after the um, semi-final saying, how did City sign Haaland and him in the same transfer window for quite a low fee? And I think he had a very good tournament. 
it sort of, I don't know, like, it depends on what you want for the Golden Boot, uh, so the Young Player of the Tournament. But I think any of them three were definitely up there and deserving. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that Enzo Fernandez was the outright winner. You know, he was superb the way he played. And I think even though he only joined Benfica in the summer, he's probably going to be gone by next summer um, <laughs> for a very hefty price, for a very good profit, Benfica. But I think I think Bellingham as well deserves a shout. There is one more player I will mention, but I will say that other than that, I think the gap was so wide. Up, well, not necessarily so wide, but their nations were knocked out so early, they didn't get a chance to shine. So it was like, the, you know, the rest of the team sort of let them down. You know, Pedri and uh, um, Kuku and Masala for you, through, um, for Germany, you know, they, they look good players, but went out too early for me. My my other shout is, uh, I, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but uh, Josko Gravadio, um, a Croatian defender and the Leipzig player. I think he was excellent. I know there's a lot of hype around him already. Um, and I think he showed that as well at this World Cup that he could be um, an excellent addition to any team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Gavardio, I think that's how you pronounce it. He, he was the one I was going to say that you guys hadn't mentioned, um, as we said on the on the group chat, like he had the hype before the tournament and it blew my mind that he's only 20 as well. So all this hype around Bellingham being a leader at 19 and, you know, Gavardio, you've got, you've got to give the same credit. He looked, you know, he looks like the complete centre back. Um, and again, let let's hope that continues. And and I, I certainly hope Chelsea find a way now to sign him and and solve our defensive crisis potentially. Um, but yeah, Bellingham, Bellingham, Guardiola. Um, who was the other one? Uh, there was one more. I can't remember who it was now. Um, yeah, sorry, Masala, Masala, yeah. Again, you're right, Reese. He he really is a class player, um, but sadly, um, yeah, sadly Germany went out early. Um, so that almost wraps us up. We will finalise things with the golden glove. So the winner of it was Martinez, the king of shithousery. Was it right, or was there anyone else in contention at the end? Well, I think just for his save in the 119th, 120th minute, deserves it alone. <laughs> it's like the it's the save of the tournament, really, and in the biggest occasion possible. Um, I think Argentina were fairly good defensively throughout the tournament. We kind of knew that before the tournament, the way they, the way their team was, it was meant to be less win. I think, like Reese said earlier, less win one nil, two nil and try and keep it tight. Obviously, it didn't quite work out in the two new leads they had against Hot, uh, the Netherlands and in the final against France. But, yeah, him and then his penalty shootout saves in both of them against the two teams I just mentioned showed he probably, he probably can deserve it through them performances alone. Um, there are sort of... There were other keepers who were very good, I think... Um, I can't remember. I forgot. I can't pronounce his name, but uh, Livimenko, or however it was said, he had a fantastic tournament. Um, yeah, so I think he was the only other one who was possibly sort of up there on that on that level. Well, I'll chuck another name in the hat. 
before Reese finishes us off. But I think Bono for uh, Morocco. Um, you, you know, outstanding, absolute. What's that? Not not you two. What <laughs> <laughs> Bono for you two? The other um, Bono. Yeah, he he was outstanding. Obviously, became a star when they beat Spain on pens. Followed up with some good performances. Um, and in terms of sort of underrated, you know, going from someone no one knows to someone probably everyone will remember now. Shout out to him. But again, you can't argue against Martinez. Like the the way his career's gone, loan after loan after loan, not making it, going through this team, working his way into the Argentina team, sort of against the odds in itself, to then make save after save, the shithousery, the the mind games, the actual saves in the game. You know, that save, as you said, Jamie, possibly, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like that will go down as one of the greatest saves in a World Cup final of all time, no doubt. And to do it literally in like what 120th minute, like absolutely insane. Then to save a pen for the win, for me, there's there's no question Martin has deserved that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I would agree. I know there's a lot of controversy that the Golden Glove goes for the keeper with the most clean sheets, um, but that's not really possible to do. Obviously, Pickford picked up the same amount of clean sheets and played two less games. Um, but if you're giving it on that, you know, you could you could have three new nil draws in the group stage you know, and win the Golden Glove then, that, that doesn't justify anything. So I think Martinez does deserve it. I think if you look, I think he's an excellent shot stopper anyway. Um, I have sort of differing views on him sometimes as a keeper, but he has deserved it. You know, Hugo Lloris, I think, was showed glimpses of being outstanding. Um, Livakovic, of course, you know, as a football manager player, I know all about Livakovic. Um, <laughs> he's a hero, uh, but it's... Yeah, I think it has to go to Martinez. I mean, again, he was, in a way, you could argue, yes, Messi won them the World Cup in a way, but you could argue that he probably kept them in that World Cup. So without him, you know, they lose the penalty shootout probably. So that's that's how you've got to, got to look at that. And he, he was brilliant, but there were some very outstanding goalkeepers throughout the whole tournament, even the ones that perhaps the nation, the club as a whole, underperformed. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up. The World Cup is over. The messy fairy tale is finally complete. But don't worry, we will be back. Football, the Premier League, we've got FPL. It all returns very, very soon. So as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.